I'm a shark. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Om nom nom human. This is 8-Bit, episode 106, Looks Like Cthulhu, on Sunday, February 15th, 2015. And now, Om nom 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 humans. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with guests Katie Redman and Sonia Richardson. So, Katie, I take it that your life has gone through an evolution this week. Yes, I've collected <laughs> enough badges. And finally! Can you, can you imagine actually evolve, except that instead of with, like, giant monsters with, you know, like, first-stage Pokemon that then evolve did you see the... didn't you see the honest trailers of evolve no they were I, like pokemon rejects <laughs> <laughs> but there are actually badges in there so uh actually you should you should find that link for us so that we can put it in the show notes that sounds hilarious okay um that's awesome anyways i have been playing like hours upon hours and upon hours of evolve um i'm gonna check actually right now to see how many hours I've played 56 hours of Evolve. 56 hours? I'm just kidding. I had 30 hours in it already. That's still... That... <laughs> I played the beta. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. It counts the beta hours as well? Yeah, I don't know why, but it does. Okay. I played the beta. It was awesome playing it now. Oh my god, I maxed out a character today. It was amazing. So, okay, so this week you actually had something like 10 hours or so? I had, like, 30 hours minus 56 hours. That's, like... 26. 26 hours this week. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Man, and that... Yeah, that's what I did Tuesday and Thursday and Wednesday. Well, and to be fair... A little of today I did. You played less than I expected. I'm sorry I left you out in the cold because I had to finish a match. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what was going on last night. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, so anyways, Evolve is great. You have no idea. Like, so, I know there was this, like, really weird controversy, controversy, blah, 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 blah. Easy for you to uh, say. Yes. With the DLCs and stuff. Like, but, pe- people not appreciating that there are paid DLCs, period? Uh, or? No, it's not that. Or is it technical it's, difficulties? Um, it's not technical. It's not technical difficulty. Well, one thing we didn't get. It was supposed to be like a day one thing. We were supposed to get like uh, the fourth monster mm-hmm. first um, first day, but that didn't happen. It still hasn't happened. Ooh. But that's not like too big an issue. People were just really confused. And <laughs> here's the thing that really was weird about it. People were like, "Well, the DLCs for the Xbox weren't the same as the DLCs for the PC." And I'm like, oh my god, it doesn't matter. Just focus on what you're playing, what console or thing you're playing on. And they were like, well, I don't know. Because Xbox users, if they played the beta, they get the, like, skins for free. Okay. And then for PC, you just had, there, there were bundles. It was, you know, like a normal game. And people were just, like seriously freaked out about it. And I was just like, it's really not that hard. Just like, take a second and read the description, and mm-hmm. you'll get it. So, so. I, w- I wonder if this is why the game currently has, like, mixed mixed reviews on, um, among Steam users anyway, because you know, I think it's like, like 64% of people, you know, voted, like, recommended the game, and then the rest did not recommend it, which seems which seems, like, unusually low for a triple a game because like even like i think unity had mostly like set in the 70 percent or something like that um you know i've had a lot of like like there's no issues with it like i think i've only like fallen through the map like once and i think that was mm. probably because i was being really dumb but it's always human i think i think people were like this is like a $60 multiplayer game mm-hmm. that you do. There's like no storyline to it really, but I'm like people play yeah. paid that much for Titanfall and it's not as interesting as this. Okay, so, so you so you think yeah. that Evolve is more interesting than Titanfall was? Um, yes, I definitely think Evolve is way more interesting. I mean, the only reason why I keep playing Titanfall is because I have friends who play Titanfall. But if I didn't have anyone playing Titanfall, I would not pick it up ever again. 
Mm. How things it, change. It's gone. It's it's now part of the bad side of town mm. with all the hackers and people like that. Mm. West side. So Max Marty told me that uh, he's planning on getting back into uh, Titanfall specifically because it now supports SLI. <laughs> Which I find, it, I thought that was a hilarious reason to stop playing the game because he has a couple of 570s SLI together. And so he was like, I'm just not going to play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what an SLI is. What is that? Uh, so that's when you have two graphics cards and you, you know, plug them into each other so that you get, it's not like exactly twice the power, but you know, you, you, you get a significant boost over one. But like, not all games actually support that kind of thing properly i don't know exactly what the developers have to do to make that support work but yeah i mean yeah like titanfall is is a large profile enough game that you would expect it to support something like sli okay it's a it's some people think it's a big deal <laughs> i mean if i wanted more power i would just you know get rid of my graphics card sell it to somebody who doesn't know better and then get myself a better one hey that sounds like what i did with my screen weird <laughs> yeah pawning it off anyway um <clears throat> actually hey katie question for you yes what's your favorite monster so far well actually i should ask okay favorite monster and then favorite role and why and i mean like and you can include the behemoth in this as well because he looks like he's going to be a lot of fun to play when he comes out okay so i'm going to be honest i know all the characters names and i know all the monsters and i know all what they do That's but so i i do not i prefer not to play as a monster uh, there are a few reasons for that. One, if I fail, it's my fault, and I can't point the finger at my other team. <laughs> You're one of those. Um, I mean, do you know I Katie? Like, <laughs> I like the whole like it's a multiplayer game. It's a multiplayer like experience. I want that. I would like that. If I had to pick a monster that I would l- that I prefer to play with, I would choose the Kraken. It looks like Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a few reasons, uh, because the attack is the same for each evolution. So if you get, if, like, you can put your points into the lightning strike and go at the hunters pretty much right away and kill them all. Wow. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd arranged with him, too. And it's really hard to beat the Kraken, like... If you see a kraken like as a monster, you're like, well, we're fucked. But actually, so. I hate I hate the kraken. When from when when I was doing the beta, I absolutely hated it. Whenever there was a kraken that we were playing against, because it's like, yeah. well, we're, yeah. we're kind of owned here. Have you played with or have you played against the wraith? I have not. I've seen some video, some gameplay footage of the wraith. See, I uh, the wraith is kind of a tricky one. Like if it like if you go supernova on it. You can do some massive damage to the team, especially if yeah. they're all in one like location. Yeah. Let's see. My favorite like person has to be Lazarus, the the medic. I play pretty much solely as a medic. I am in the I think top fifty in the world from uh, Lazarus. Wait, what? Wow. Really? Really? I well, I assume that that's only on uh, amongst PC players because they probably don't compare that to everybody know. else. I don't know. Well, Katie, you gotta be the very best. Like, no one ever was. To heal them is my real quest. And, well, I really... It's really hard for me to play as other medics because Lazarus doesn't, like, heal people. He has, like, a generic, like, heal burst that all the medics have, but he can't mm-hmm. inherently heal people. But if a person, like, goes down, like, dies... I can revive their corpse and they can fight again. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about the reviving of the corpse is with Lazarus. Oh, okay. So with the other medics, uh, whenever you go down, you get a penalty to your maximum health. Yep. When you go back up with Lazarus, there's no penalty. There's no penalty. So for the for the characters, uh, what I understand is that you have to unlock each successive character in yes, each so class. Yeah, so there's tiers to the characters. So you have first tier, second tier, and then third tier. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because if you got like the monster race uh, like game pack, you get two new characters. 
I'm not sure what they'll do or which class they'll do or anything like that, but yeah. So uh, how long does it take to unlock a new cl- uh, a new character? Because like if if I'm going into evolve, I'm not going to have very much time to like spend, uh, you know, grinding away and like unlocking each of them. It really depends on the character, and it also depends on how lucky you are. I think it because you have to do each of your weapons in a like you have to for if you're an assault, you have to get so much damage with each of your weapon and then you unlock it. But you only have to do like it's not that much and it's not that hard. So I would say probably like two or three games and you can unlock the second tier. Okay. And and then all you have to do so two or within three. the character you have uh like three levels that you can get to, like three stars, and you just have to do one star. Okay. For the unlock of the next one. So that sounds so. a lot faster than like moving up tiers in Titanfall, for example. Oh yeah, that was like. <laughs> you got really into it though. I did, yeah. I maxed out on that. Yes. Now I'm I'm, I'm imagining a year from now what you'll be saying about Evolve once whatever is coming a year from now comes out. I'll probably be like, oh, there are so many hacks on here. I don't <laughs> want to play ever again. Hey, maybe you'll be playing Star Citizen with us. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I've already gotten invites to join, like, series parties and stuff, so... In Star Citizen? In uh, Evolve. Oh, okay, okay. So, I think maybe I'll be tournament ready by then. There you go. Top 50. Yeah. It ain't In the wild. <laughs> hey, I know the person who's, like, number 16 for one of the support characters. Ha <laughs> ha. And you put those two so, people together, you'll be pretty much people. unstoppable. I know people. <laughs> so this means, however, that I need to buy Evolve and then hop on and get the number 49 slot, right? <laughs> uh, sure. Try it. We'll see how far you get. It sounds like a challenge. No, I know. I mean, I, I remember from when I was playing the beta, I had trouble... Um, just even getting to the first star within the first or within a few games. Oh my god, I maxed out uh, Val in the alpha, and mm. I was so close in the beta for Lazarus. So you know what'd be cool is if they did like a Team Fortress Two kind of thing where they released a, a trailer for each one of the characters to like you know flesh them out and give us more information about them. Um. I mean, there are, like, so when you use a character for the first time, you do get a short introductory, like, video on the weapons the character uses and, like, how you should use them, kind of like a vague description on how you should use them. Right, but I mean, like, you know, more about the character, like, the person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, and also another fun thing is, like, when you're... In the ship, right before you know, you go down to search for the monster. Mm-hmm. The characters have some witty banter that I really enjoy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I remember some of that. That was fun. So, what are the different modes? Because I, I believe that the beta and alpha only had like the the. the yeah, hunt, they only hunt had mode. hunt. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in this one. There is, like, okay, so the general ones are skirmish, which is just five people, they're going to hunt, one of them is going to be the monster, the rest are going to be the hunters. And then you just keep rolling through that, through maps. And then the other one is called evacuation, and that's a five-day thing. So you start off with hunt, like a normal hunt, and it's usually against, like, an AI monster, so you just have four people. Okay. And then you um, then you can go into nest, which is where you destroy monster eggs. And if there's so the monster can win by either killing the hunters or having the timer run out. Mm-hmm. And then there is rescue, which is uh, you have to find survivors and get them to an evac point. And you have so many survivors that you can rescue, and if the uh, monster kills all the survivors, then you lose. Or if the monster kills all the hunters, you lose. So, and then there is Defend, which basically you have, like, three mini power relays. Well, you have two mini power relays than a main one. 
and the monster has to progressively destroy them. It's a level three monster to begin with, so it's really hard. Mm. Oh boy! And it comes with minions as well every thirty seconds. Minion. So. On your knees. It's interesting, and if you're first starting out in Evolve, I would suggest playing solo on that because you get so much experience. Like that. Re- you mean real world experience, or like the game no, credits not, you with experience? Yeah, real world experience. I thought we were talking about video games. No, you know what I mean. Like, but like, do you actually acquire skills yourself, like knowledge and stuff about the game mechanics, oh, yeah. or like, or are you talking about like you get you unlock things in the game? Like, yeah, you can play as the different characters, and if you want to go monster, you can figure out what the monsters do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean. It's better than, well, I mean, it's not better than just throwing yourself into the multiplayer things, but I know Less that pressure. the, uh, the um, what do you call it when you're put with high level, higher level players versus lower level players? What's that called? A, a Charlie Foxtrot? No. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean... I don't know what that... Anyways, so like... Oh, you're queued with lower level players, I guess. So if I'm... So I'm like tw- like a level 25 right now. So if I play... So if I just queue, I get to play with other higher level peoples. But if I have like friends who are like level 1s and 2s, I'll be queued with lower level people. So that would... That's like the easiest way to like uh, smash some noobs to the ground. So, I mean, you That's know... That's a pretty charitable attitude. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to help my friends gain levels, and I'm not worried about you, level one monster. <laughs> so I should let you know when I start playing, is what you're saying as well, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll totally take you through uh, evacuation, and you get, like, tons and tons and tons of experience. You'll probably, if we do a successful evacuation you'll probably gain at least three levels if you're oh, a level one. Well, I'll let you know. Good. It'll be fun. It probably won't be too, too long. That's fine. Still waiting for the behemoth. Yeah. Hopefully that won't be too long. All right, so since we appear to be doing reviews first, um, I think I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones Episode 2 uh, as well right now, which uh, I played earlier today like i i literally got to today and i was like oh we're having a show today i need to actually play a video game this week so that i have something to talk about uh that would be good um so yeah game of thrones episode two i way better than the first episode um i i remember that i i totally was like this is the best um um telltale episode i've ever seen and and you know i was all crazy about it and then i sat back and you know thought about it some more and i was like actually not that much happened um but this episode actually had a lot of like plot twists surprises um a, a, a lot more like heartbreak actually than the than the first episode even though i'm i'm going to try to not spoil things as much as possible but like um there was there was less loss but like more emotions in the second episode um, they, they introduced a few new characters that you're playing as. And, uh, um, luckily, um, so I remember like during the first episode, I said that they were, they were intentionally kind of paralleling the story of the Starks as much as possible. And I think that they did that on purpose to like, you know, kind of make people more emotionally attached to the characters that you're playing as the foresters. Um, but in in the second episode, they actually kind of deviate from that um, quite a bit, and I'm I'm happy that they did that because now they can actually kind of come into their own and do interesting things. Um, there's from from what I remember, there was more action in this episode than in the first episode, which is good. Yeah, uh, hit the space bar. Yes, hello. Say hello to Rust, the uh, studio cat. Oh, Rust, hit the space bar. Yeah, go hit the space bar, cat. And uh, just so you know, uh, Katie, Rust is named after a programming language because Ryan's crazy. Sounds about right. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Game of Thrones Episode 2 uh, improved over the last episode, I think. So continuing the the high quality of the season. Um, there's, oh man, there was even, there's this one song in there that I really, really want to find somewhere because I needed it in my playlist. It was, it was just absolutely beautiful. Like, so... Um, if you think about 
the the Hobbit, um, you know, and and uh, the the song that they had with uh, Mary singing um, during during the trailer, and everybody went crazy over that. That's about how I feel about the song in Game of Thrones. Um, it just it hit me right there, right oh, where yeah. I left live. lung. Yes, in my left lung, exactly. Oh, um, yes. Now the cat is wearing my jacket. Apparently, and he wears it better. Oh my god, it's so adorable! <laughs> but if you remember, I mean, remember the 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 episode that we had with JPM just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about how music has an emotional effect. I mean, composers these days are specifically picking that music and writing the music so that it has. So that it, it it punches you with the feels right in the heart. Oh yeah, and I mean, and and this wasn't just um about like the the musical style. It was also just because like because <laughs> it, it was pretty much just uh, a character singing. There weren't any instruments, uh, but she was singing about like the the things that had happened and some of the other characters. And I was just like, no, mm. yeah. I still need to read the books before I start that, though. Correct. At least the first three books. Yes. Yeah. Katie, you haven't read or... Have you watched Game of Thrones? I think I've watched, like, three seasons, but I have no clue what the Red Wedding is. Don't Uh, spoil it. Yeah, okay. You'd have to get there before you start uh, with with the Telltale game series if you want to play it. Um, Is that multiplayer? No, of course not. It's Telltale. Okay. Just making sure. Or don't get to the Red Wedding. We can't tell you how to live your life. It's like... Yeah, no, you can't. I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm just, you don't need no man. I'm just giving advice. But you oh, need a cat. Speaking, actually, speaking of... Oh, no, that's going to be our second headline. Never mind. Okay, I was going to do a speaking clever segue, women, but never, never mind. Um, Ian does not know. Ian cannot do clever segues. <laughs> no, no, not not when we've moved all of the headlines around. Sheesh. Okay, so dear listener, <laughs> if if you uh, want to see all of the links to the uh, articles that we're about to talk about in the headline section, go to the slash eb106. That's where the show notes live. They live there. So, they have their own colony now. Uh, well, they have to pay rent. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how Other we make than our the money. The lady we put in a shoe the other night. What? Wait, what's going I'll on? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Don't worry about it. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Me neither. Me neither. Maybe I don't want to know. My dad. I kind of want to know. Me. Again, I'll tell you when you're older. I'm older All right, now. so moving on to our headlines. Not old enough. All right, moving on to headlines. So if you guys remember a couple episodes back, I talked about how League of Legends, uh, they have these silly game modes that they come out with every now and then, like the one that everyone keeps on yelling at them to bring back is something called Earth. Oh, no. Uh, which is called Ultra Rapid Fire. But so the most recent one that they've done and released is called Nemesis Draft Mode. And I talked about that a little back. So the concept of the game is that you go through and you pick the champions for the enemy team. And then you play with that team, whatever team that they assign to you. Um, and so that mode is now released. It is now live. It is now silly beyond all reason and stupid and frustrating. And I hope everyone gets a chance to play it. So go and give it a go. Have give you, it a try. Have you tried it out yet? Yeah, I played a couple games last night. Can you tell us how crazy it is? Um. Well, first things first. There's no such thing as a meta right now. So <laughs> that's there's... that's good. I hate the meta. <laughs> You're going to stick I, to the meta? I mean, I, I understand the necessity of the meta, but as somebody who never plays, it really prevents me from wanting to play. Mm. You know, like, I, so, I, I mean, I, I hate it when I'm playing, like, ultimate with people who don't know given ultimate strategies because then I have to try to, like, teach them how to play ultimate, with you know, and, mm. and do well, but, you know, it never works out. Um, so, yes, I, un- I understand why Cats the meta exists, but I, I don't like it. Hmm. Well, okay, there is a little bit of a semblance of a meta just because people try and form teams around the meta but mm-hmm. or find out which members of their teams would be best for the meta, but it just it doesn't really doesn't always work. Um, and so, I mean, then you get some crazy pairings with champs that you don't see much, like, um, well, let's see, Soraka actually gets played now, uh, <laughs> so the healing lady. Um, Elise, the big spider lady. I was, oh, n- another nice thing, speaking of Elise, um, or this reminded me of that, uh, is that 
you don't have to own all the champions in order to play a champion. Like, you don't have to mm. own a champion in order to be able to play a champion that the enemy team assigns you. Like, for example, um, I was the very first game that I tried, I was given Elise to play as, who is a gal that shifts between spider form and human form. And I definitely do not have Elise. I, nor have I ever played Elise, so it was really rough. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's it, it's it's definitely different, and it's a lot of fun. So Towerfall, um, I, I don't think we've talked about this game a whole lot on the show, but I am really looking forward to being in a position where I can play this game uh, because it sounds like the most crazy, fun local multiplayer game ever. Uh, and they are introducing some new characters in an expansion, and one of them in particular is inspired by Anidia Sarkeesian uh, as a thank you to her for giving them like a new lens through which to assess their character designs because um, you know they watched her um, uh, Tropes versus Women in Video Games uh, YouTube series and they were like, oh, we're actually doing some of the stuff that she is like saying is bad, so maybe we should go back and like reassess our character designs and stuff. And they they think that uh, that was a very good thing. Hmm. I'm happy. Well. She's one of my heroes. So interesting. Cool. Well, well, we'll have to play that a little bit when when we move into an apartment. Oh, indeed. That's that's part of the reason that I'm looking forward to moving into an apartment with you so much. <laughs> so that we can sit and play local multiplayer games. Exactly. All day long. Mm, what? Well, yeah. When we're done with work and homework indeed. and all that fun stuff. Because we're like okay. acting like adults or something. You're going to do homework uh, even when you're not in school? Adult. Well, acting like adults. That doesn't mean that we are adults. We've been institutionalized so much that we just, like, do homework whether we have homework or not. And we, like, every every few months we'll just sit down to study for our midterms and it'll be like, wait, what's going on? Every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> and you'll like it, damn it. Poor sweet right. summer children. All right, so another thing that's been going on for a while is... Uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive has been having issues with uh, players betting and throwing games specifically to win bets. So Valve has released an official statement, an official warning, and this is essentially, I'm assuming, their final warning to don't be dumb, called Unnecessary Risks. Um, Prepare for unforeseen consequences. Oh, God, you are not the G-Man. Please don't be the G-Man. I, I don't want to move in with the G-Man. I was dressed up as the G-Man that one time, remember? For Heroes vs. Villains Day. That's right. And Leaf was uh, Gordon Freeman. That's right. Didn't I lend him the snowmobiling suit that we had at home for that? No, he just had, like, a black t-shirt on that he, like, taped a, a Lambda logo to. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it was a blaze orange suit, so it would have actually looked the part slightly. <laughs> um... But anyway, so it says, let's see, let me read a few spots. So professional players, teams, and anyone involved in the production of CSGO events should under no circumstances gamble on CSGO matches, associate with high-volume CSGO gamblers, or deliver information to others that might influence their CSGO bets. To clarify, as a professional player, team manager, or event production staff, it is common to have personal relationships and or privileged information about other teams and players. Because of this, we will always assume that you have access to private CSGO-related inside information that might give you an unfair advantage when placing a bet on any CSGO game or match. So essentially... Aww, no fun. I mean... Fun we're not here to play, have fun. We're here to play video games. Weird. But yes, essentially it's saying don't be dumb, don't bet on things, because if we... If you do, we'll find out, and then then you're gonna kind of be effed for for the rest of the time. Yeah. So you play an origin had recently kind of an oopsie daisy with uh, some game codes. Um, so that these these codes were bought fraudulently through Origin uh, with you know like stolen credit cards, and then because those were Ubisoft game codes, they were then you know sold through the gray market and activated by other people on their Uplay accounts. And uh, so then Ubisoft, like, not only deactivated the codes, but also, like, revoked the games from people who had already activated them. Mm. And uh, that obviously made people kind of upset. And, uh, and, and you know, eventually Ubisoft was like, okay, for the people who, like, already um, activated the games and, and had it in, in their account and everything... We'll give you back the game, um, but that, but you know, obviously, like, be careful when you're like 
buying stuff through the gray market because that's not officially sanctioned. And and so because of this whole situation, um, Polygon actually went and did some like really cool investigation into kind of how the gray market runs, where you know where game codes like travel before getting to their final resting place. Um, super interesting read, and it I mean. I guess I had never really thought about the fact that a gray market exists for game codes, but obviously, like, there does, because we live in a world where, like, humble bundles are a thing. And if you mm-hmm. can, if you can buy all these games that, uh, you know, you don't, you don't really want all of them, or maybe you already own, like, a bunch of them, but you, you got the other ones for, you know, five bucks or something, um, what are you gonna do with the extra game keys that you have? Well, I mean, sell them. Mm-hmm. Seems logical. Um, but then obviously you have people who are, you know, not playing nice, um, Apparently, a lot of game keys on the gray market also come from things like, uh, you know, studios who give game keys to YouTube stars uh, for, you know, it's for those YouTube stars to play. And then those YouTube stars instead just, like, sell the game keys to other people to make a buck. Glorious. Yeah. Don't you love people some days? No. Yes. Uh, I love to kill them. (laughs) As a monster. Just kidding. I I thought you didn't like playing the monster. I just said that. Oh, good. Then she becomes a shark. Well, don't don't like get all quiet. Oh yeah, talking, I do like I playing as a shark. <laughs> so instead of cat noises, we now have shark noises. <laughs> Which one's every better? Time, every time in depth that I cue as a sh- shark, I'm like, I'm a shark. Ra ra ra. Om nom nom human. And if I cue as a diver. I say, get riches, get bitches. <laughs> that's why. I, so everyone who plays with me knows who I am, because that's the thing I start out with. Oh God, what are we gonna do with you? Keeper. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're going to take those sound bites and put them all over the place. <laughs> oh, great. So you 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 can keep her. I I don't really want to feed her and. Oh, she's, Walk her every day she's a stuff. strong, independent woman. She can feed herself. Yeah, I can do what I want. On the flesh of the humans sure. that she catches. What more do you need? Oh, that's going to be nasty. Tastes like chicken. No, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that you are going to reference The Lion King. It's the circle of life. Or do you mean the... No, I meant Timon saying, tastes like chicken. Slimy yet satisfying? Indeed. All right, moving on. I thought that was the sausage. Um, Okay, moving on. So, uh, if you guys remember, last week again, we talked about Sony Online Entertainment becoming Daybreak Games because Sony sold them away. Um, Not surprisingly, as sort of what happens with any major transition is that Sadly, there's some major layoffs that are happening. I'm not sure the exact numbers, Aww. but it's, just, it's always sad when, when, when professionals, especially in the video game world, since that's what we love so much, lose their jobs because um, it feels like a personal hit to us as the players to essentially to lay off the people who have worked so hard to make some of the things that we love the most. Mm. Um, but at the same time, this has also led to some really interesting things in the past where the people who get laid off from one company go and found another company and then it's just... That's true. That's true. ...goes through and just kicks butt beyond all reason. So I'm hoping that that'll happen with, with this. And that's that's an increasingly common story these days. Yeah. So they may be down, but they're not out. All right. So um, there's been a Kickstarter that's kind of, uh, you might say, blowing up this month. Boom! It uh, it's gotten pretty darn big. Um, you may have heard of it. It's called Exploding Kittens. Uh, they uh, let's see. The record that they've broken so far is they have the most backers of any Kickstarter project, I believe. Uh, they they haven't made it to like the most money of any. Um, but they're they're getting up there. So Exploding they're, Kittens. What? They're what? There's like. Um... Uh, sorry, I'm gonna go to the page really quick. They're at like six million right now. Yeah, a little over six million right now. Six million? What? People or dollars? Dollars. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I forget how much the Ouya was kickstarted for. Um, but oh, that yeah. that that naturally had more because I mean, if you wanted to get the actual product, then it was a one hundred dollar kickstart. You know? 
mm. kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Exploding Kittens. It is a card game. Uh, may uh, I forget who designed it? Uh, I forget what his name is, but he's rather famous in the like augmented reality games. Alan Lee. Um, yes, yes, that's his name. Um, Exploding Kittens by Alan Lee. Yep, because he he made. Uh, several, you know, like publicity augmented reality games that were pretty high profile. And, uh, I, I think this is actually his first card game, card game. Um, but the, the person that we know from the project, of course, is Matthew Inman, uh, who is the writer and illustrator of, uh, The Oatmeal. And so he's illustrating all of the cards. And I, I think he, pr- he probably came up with, like, what was on most of the cards as well. Uh, because, you know, like, when they when they designed the game, it was just kind of like, well, if you draw an ace, then you lose. You know, unless you Joker. play like something else. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so it, it was basically Matthew Inman's whole idea to make it into um, kittens blowing things up, unless you defuse the kittens with like a laser pointer or catnip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it sounded like an interesting enough. Like I when I first heard about it. Uh, that that Ed Matthew Inman was illustrating for this game, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, eh, whatever. Um, but then when I read about what um, the actual designer had done in the past, I was like, oh, this is probably like going to be a quality game. I should I should get this. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have like a ton, a ton of they they haven't been doing like the stretch goals in a traditional like if we get this much more money, we'll we'll do the stretch goals. They've been doing stretch goals where. If the community performs certain actions, then we will give them more stretch goals. So, like, th- things like post a bunch of selfies with goats, post a bunch of pictures of beard cats, po- uh, you know, get so many people uh, liking the Facebook page, get so many people a picture of a bunch of Batmans in a hot tub. Um, Ten Batmans in one hot tub. Yep, yep. Lots Five of Spider-Mans in one stuff. kayak. And... Five photos of weaponized back hair. Oh my gosh, what does that even mean? Um, looking at some of the photos, people getting caught up in back hair and it attacking them. It's pretty great. <laughs> and and I mean, there's, they actually did that one. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I mean, there's other ones. There's like, or like, like some of the cards that I'm really excited for too, just because mm-hmm. uh, of how silly they are. So yes, they have deployed the thousand year back hair. Ugh. So weaponized back hair there. Um, you can don a portable cheetah butt. This game is going to be ridiculous. Thank God. Um, you have cat cards, which are which give you special powers when played. So you have an overweight bikini cat. You have Taco Cat, which is a palindrome, of course. Um, you have a rainbow Ralphing cat, so a rainbow that or a cat that just vomits rainbows everywhere. And Manta Shrimp cards, and it's just everything Matthew Inman, and it's so ridiculous in the best possible ways. There's going to be colors and explosions and kitties everywhere, and I am beyond excited for it. Yeah, and so for the, um, let's see, the stretch goals that they've hit is um, the, so the NSFW uh, pack, they were, they were originally going to be making, like, a, an expansion with a bunch of NSFW cards, uh, but they've now, like, made that bigger into, you know, a fully playable deck of just NSFW cards, but of course, we're going to be, like, combining the decks, because we, we're both getting the pack with, with both the base game and uh, NSFW yep game um the the second uh stretch goal that they've hit is all of the decks are now coming in like a nice kind of magnetically sealed box and and then uh i think i think we're like one like one achievement away from getting the deluxe no to get uh a, a special surprise in the box and mm-hmm. they're not telling us what the special surprise is so yeah. maybe it's the bullshit <laughs> well, so the, the, the supplier that they're using for the cards is actually the same supplier as Cards Against Humanity uses. So I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't put it past them to come up with something similar to some of Cards Against Humanity's uh, shenanigans. Everyone gets a hairball. <laughs> That'd be gross. And I mean, another thing that I really like get, or for it is that they're not focused on making things... They're not interested in all the fluff and stuff. It's just fluff. getting you the game. So down at the bottom, they have, out of the risks and challenges, they, they have a blurb that reads, Production of the game is simple. It's just a card game, so other than building the box, it's a relatively straightforward product to make. The biggest challenge for us would actually be if you blow us out of the water. 
We're already working with our pals at Cards Against Humanity to make sure that no matter how many people pledge, everyone gets their exploding kittens quickly after the campaign ends. None of us want this to be a campaign where you spend the next two years getting 50 emails about production updates and delays. Mm -hmm. If you back this project, we want to be sure you can start blowing up your friends as soon as possible. This is why, for now, we're not offering t-shirts or other complicated reward tiers that would make the distribution process a lot longer. We're keeping it as simple as possible. Support our project, and in return, we'll send you the playable game. Yep, yep. So I mean, I think they probably should because they asked for ten thousand dollars and now they have six million. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. No big MBD. And I mean I, I, I like the, the no thing. It's just going and doing what needs to be done. Also, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out this game already, go and like it on Facebook and maybe follow it on Twitter. Uh, because those are a couple of the achievements that we haven't gotten yet. And it, as Buck said, if we get just one more then cool things happen. So you'd make us happy. Yes. And then you can go and back the project and make yourself happy, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, that's right. So moving on. Uh, I've got a couple of things to talk about. So first things first is WoW had a fundraiser for Ebola relief. Um, I think that it ended not too, too long ago. Uh, oh, I guess it, it, it went from December 3rd to December 31st. Why are we only hearing about this now? Anyway. Um, so you were, you were able to adopt a pet in World of Warcraft for $10, and then, um, it, it, the profits would then go as a donation towards Ebola relief efforts in Africa. Um, cool thing, they raised 1.9 million for it. That's a good amount. I mean, for any charity-based thing, 1.9 million is really cool. I mean, it's not enough to do everything that you'd want, but it's definitely enough to make a dent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that the whole Ebola scare is over, so I'm hoping that they're still going to give all that money to... Except that I don't think that Ebola's gone. We just don't hear it in the news a lot anymore. Yeah, that's not important anymore. (laughs) Whatever, move on to the next thing. Blah, 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 Ebola, blah, 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 boring. I mean, just like with Ebola, the whole thing is just that it wasn't really that scary to begin with. Uh, It's scary if you live... I on know the western it's, coast it, of yeah. Sorry, it's a it's a terrifying disease, but your chances of getting it were so low that it wasn't really as much of a threat as people were making it out to be. There we go. That's the better way of putting it. Well, who's you? What do you mean? Like, well, you you said like the the chances of you getting it wasn't as high as everybody was making it out to be. Like, who are you talking to there? Because like the 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 one point nine million dollars isn't going to preventing Ebola spread in America. In the U.S. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind whatsoever. That's, yeah. Send it to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it is actually an issue. All right. So another thing. Man, I really like talking about updates on things that have been happening in the past. Evidently. Because um, I think that's been every single story so far and continuing to continuing the trend. Um, so last weekend we talked about uh, there was a pro League of Legends team where the manager threatened to take away another player's mother's house through legal action. Um, when he tried to leave. Um, that team uh, has been... So there's been a couple of verdicts that have been made on that. So first things first, it was seen that both sides were at fault, where the guy trying to leave was not necessarily going about it the right way in the sense that he had a contract with mm-hmm. um, MYM, which is the team. Um, and contracts and, are taken seriously. And contracts are taken very seriously. And yeah, when it comes to money. Weird. Yeah. Um, but so he was found at fault because, um, yeah, he was trying to void the contract without going about it the right way. And then the other guy, the Sebastian Rotterdam, the, the, the guy who was the manager of the team, um, was actually banned indefinitely from competing within the LCS as a manager or any other team position. <laughs> so what he did was completely not okay with I mean threatening to threatening first things first instead of talking about things in a mature way he completely flew off the handle which is never a good idea and second um, he was threatening someone who wasn't even involved yeah essentially blackmailing the other guy mm-hmm. um, so that's not cool um, and then the team itself was actually fined 5,000 euros um, where, at, where did those euros go to riot. Into a bank. 
Okay. Okay. Building up Riot, building up the community. That's that's the hope anyway. Um, however, that being said, the team itself does not lose its spot in um, in the league competitive servers. The team itself can still compete. Mm-hmm. It's just received a bit of a hit financially and whatnot. All right. All right. So, Katie, it looked like you were trying to say something. I'll take that as a no. All right. Sorry, I was distracted. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about you, Katie, as always. Thank God. I would hope so. No. Um, so Bethesda uh, is one of the the few like really big notable game companies that I have never actually appeared at E3 before, and uh, apparently this year they're actually going to come to E3. Wahoo! Uh, we don't know what they're going to be announcing. We don't know what exactly they're going to be talking about. There's a lot of speculation going around about like which of their projects it could be, and of course the big one that everybody's uh, hoping it is is Fallout 4. Because that would be amazing. Yes. Yes. So I still need to catch up on more Fallout. Right. And of course, we'll have to wait until uh, uh, E3 to actually find out if that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But, but this is moving up in the world like it should be. Makes me happy. I don't know if All that's right. necessarily like moving up. That's just like a strategic choice that they've made. Uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, you usually associate E3 with just big name people. Sort of, yeah, but but like it's it's not like the case at all that all big name people are there. You know, like Nintendo's never been at a at E three. I suppose you're right. Wait, they're not. I thought they no, were. they do their own thing right before E three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, a game that is on its way for being up and coming and kind of big and making a bit of a ruckus in the 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 gaming world is Smite. Um. And they actually just recently finished Season 1 and have released a lot of the changes for Season 2. And there are going to be some changes. The biggest is going to be uh, Conquest, which is the big 5v5 competitive map, is going to be receiving some changes. Um, biggest, most noticeable one right away is that they have a completely new visual design. So the map looks much better. Just kind of funny that they're able to hit this in Season 2, whereas with League it took like five seasons for them to actually make the map look really good. Um, let's see. Uh, they and they also uh, redefined the, or sorry, refined the jungle layout. So they, um, oh wait, and there's new gameplay rules. Oh golly. Oh, we'll have to look at that later. So go and, go and look at all that stuff on your own. Um, but the only other thing that I remember seeing, uh, which was on their overview, was that uh, they've actually moved one of the buffs around. They've replaced one of the buffs in the duo lane to... It, it had been a mana buff, and now it's just an attack speed buff. So some things, and obviously a bunch of big item balance changes and whatnot. And, but go and look at it, because if you like Smite, there's a lot of stuff that's happening at the beginning of Season 2. So go and check it out. Um, so in in reference to the uh, the E3 stuff that we were just talking about, um, apparently Ryan just found uh, a, a rumor possible article that uh, Nintendo... Uh, could be actually having a real press conference in E3 proper this year. That's going to be interesting. Unless they're going to be like, we're done. (laughs) We're just, we're leaving video games. Sorry, everybody. Be like, well, I mean, their sales aren't really that great. Yeah, but they they have so much cash that they don't need to worry about that for like 50 years. Yeah, that's probably true. They could Mm -hmm. just be like, eh, we're not making any money, but video games. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going back to card games, people. We are now, we, we are now the it's official It's time packer. to duel. Card what? games on motorcycles. What if Nintendo just started exclusively selling card games and motorcycles? I'd buy the motorcycle. That, that would be amazing. I just I want be... the motorcycle. I want a motorcycle with a Triforce would on you, it. Would the motorcycles be equipped with the ability to play the card game on the motorcycle. Of course. I mean, it's Nintendo. Then, they have yes, to, like, integrate all of the their motorcycle. things. I would learn how to ride a motorcycle just so I could play. Do you know how to ride a bike? Um, yeah, but it... Then ca- you can ride like, a motorcycle. Yeah, you have to shift with a motorcycle. Duh. Yeah, but that's not hard. And, I mean, though, keep in mind... Clutch it, woman. With, with... <laughs> you have to clutch it gently, though. <laughs> not gonna I say that. It real hard. Why is my filter actually popping on? This is weird. 
Any who's? But no, no, no. Nintendo you would make it motors- hard, You can't throttle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, hey, did you hear they're coming out with a new Hitman movie? Whoa! What do we Whoa. know about? What do we know about it so far? Um, that it involves Agent Forty Seven. Oh, that's a lot of details. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I see that we, I mean, we have a trailer here, I hope here, they right? don't ruin it like they did the other movies. Which other movies? Terrible. Don't don't you remember the other movies? The other Hitman ones? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's fine. Didn't even know there was a movie. Yeah. It, that's that's for good reason. That's sad. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I have a headache, so I don't have anything clever to say. <laughs> Well, if you don't have anything clever to say, don't say anything at all. Do Probably doesn't work me? when signing Ian's up a for podcast. That was clever. Ian's a butt witch? Ian, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Both. Oh, fine. Probably. It's... So thanks for listening to 8-Bit Everybody. This has been Ian Buck. I mean, Ian Butt. I'm... Whatever. Ian Butts. Who are I'm all Ian of you? <laughs> I'm Katie Redman. Signing off. <laughs> Who are you? Bye! That, okay, that one's Sonia Richardson. The one that doesn't Decker didn't talk. say anything. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he did. He so called he himself is. Ian Nads. Oh, I thought you were calling you. He was calling you Ian Nads. No, I'm Ian Butt. Like, I love how in. you brought back light bulbs. Well, I had to I had to buy myself some light bulbs because some of my lights went out in my apartment in Sweden, and then I had extras, and I'm like, well, I'm not just going to leave these in this apartment. I'm taking them home. Why? Well, I would have left them there. Eh. Uh, uh. I'm thrifty. It's so cheap. It's called thrifty. I wish that we could be Garrison Keeler on this show. I don't know what that means. I wish we could be as well. Uh, ever heard of a Prairie Home Companion? You live in Minnesota and you don't know what a prairie home companion is? Yeah, uh, I don't uh, do nature. It's not nature. I'm so smart. Sonia, I was just about to invite you over to my place tonight because me and K.O. are getting pizza. Uh, why couldn't you tell me this earlier? I wouldn't have come. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? And then she meets this like teacher who is also like a former delinquent, but also the ch- like childhood friend. And she's all like, "I'm trying to be a normal girl now because I got expelled at my old school for being <laughs> such a delinquent and beating the shit out of this one guy." And then he's all like, "You're part of the defense committee now." Ah, oh, damn it! My dad's calling me. Oh, real? Yeah, <laughs> y- yeah. They have a, a self checkout now. Ooh, what? Ah, they do? Yeah. What? And That's what? Up. When did that happen? Uh, this week. And, and I heard from one of my group members in, in, uh, in a project that uh, he saw all of the townies just like standing there in awe and like they couldn't understand how to operate this thing. And like every time that somebody came up to it, like three Willie's employees had to come over and help Aww. them. So it's like it's a self checkout that involves more staff than a normal checkout. Okay, let's say goodbye to Andrew That's, Bailey. Uh, right. Uh, hi, hi, bye, Andrew Bailey. Um, love so, you. Sorry, Andrew Bailey. There is yet again no episode of the Studless. Actually, welcome to the Studless Show with guest Ian Buck. I don't know what and this is. Sonia. Okay, now here's the deal. This is the show where we talk about housing and business building violations. Why would we talk about that? Studless. Because this wall has no studs. Oh. <laughs>